Just the good old boys. Never made him no harm. Beats all you ever saw been in trouble with the law since the day they were born. Yeehaw! That's right, folks. It's time for Geeksters. So dim the lights, light the candles, and get out your moonshine. Because you're ready for a big old hoedown with Ed and Sean. Yeehaw! Welcome to episode 26 of the Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And tonight, we thought we'd start with a plug. Yes, a plug. I was given this CD mm-hmm. by a band. Okay. They're cover band. They do modern rock, classic rock, and original rock. Cool. They're called In Between. All right. Listen to the disc as it falls almost out of the thing. <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay. I mean, it's really good. They're, like I said, it's only five songs, and it's just mainly covers. Like I said, yeah, you have The Real Me by The Who. Okay. Barracuda by Heart. Okay. Uh, Limelight by Rush. All right. Best of You by Foo Fighters. Oh. And the drumming song by Florence and the Machine. Cool. Now, interesting thing, uh, side note, is that a chick lead singer, at least as far as these five go. So, I mean, you hear the Who, Rush, Foo Fighters go, chick lead singer, hmm, shut you know, it could be, can go either way, but right. it's actually really good. Okay. Um, personally, I think uh, my favorite is the drumming song by Florence and the Machine. And I'm not really a fan of, of Florence and the Machine, mm-hmm. but I like their version. Okay. It's really good. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe at the end of the show, we'll tag something, we'll draw a number out of a hat, or I'm going to push for a drumming song at the end of the show so okay. you can kind of hear it. But if you're interested, they're called In Between. Mm-hmm. If you want booking info, <laughs> I don't know, you know, like somebody in Germany is going to go, you know who we should get? We should get the in-between people. <laughs> they sound like a hoot. <laughs> but if you're interested, contact them. Just it's ji8242 at verizon.net. Yeah, I'm going to suggest, uh, you know, I have no clout with these people whatsoever, but I still think maybe they might want to change that email address. Right. But if it's working for them, I don't know how long they've been going. I'll find out more information about them. Okay. But if it's working for them, then why not? Right. Um, there's a phone number here, but I'll wait to hand that out. You know, maybe next time once I get the okay to say, hey, you know, if you you know, give out anything. Right. But uh, yeah, Patrick is uh, the guy who, I got, basically, he asked if we could play, it, listen to it, and if we like it, you know, maybe help him out. So okay. I listen to it. You'll listen to it after we're done. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was pretty good. So again, it's in between. You know, if you want to contact them for booking info, and I'm assuming booking info is Philadelphia, Jersey, New York, Delaware, like. Kind of Tri-state like local, area, yeah. Tri-state area. I don't know exactly how far they're willing to travel for for cover band. But again, they also do original songs. So if you're into original music, you know I want to follow them along. I mean, if I get any updates on where they're playing at, I'll toss it out there and see where it goes. Okay. But definitely, you know, and I guess, you know, one's hand scratches the other. You know, I had a couple ideas that they said they'd be more than willing to help out with. Okay. So uh, I might be a record producer. <laughs> <laughs> One step close to coke and whores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See me walking in with the big you know, platform shoes, fur coat. What's up, babe? Yeah, yo, yo, it's time for Geeksters. Sean, what are you doing? Oh, new CD about to drop, yo. <laughs> but again, according to the thing, they play songs from Led Zeppelin, Stone Temple Pilots, Adele, uh, Guns N' Roses, No Doubt, Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Evanescence, The Police, Smashing Pumpkins, Jimi Hendrix, Little Blind Melon, which usually means like one or two songs for them, so they had <laughs> Oasis, U2, Green Day, Blues Travelers, and In Between and more. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're really good. They're pretty kick-ass. Okay. Like I said, at the end of the show, we'll uh, 
tack on one of their songs and if you like it you know let us drop us an email and uh, we'll have them get in contact with you or you can just contact them directly right at ji8242 at verizon.net that's v-e-r-i-z-o-n dot net <laughs> so you know cool i wish them best of well and hope yeah. you know maybe the one or two people will go and see them that'd be cool so well since we're plugging things i wanted to plug out the Dave met my brother Dave mentioned a comic book convention is coming up in New York and I thought it would be nice to plug it. It's uh, Mike Carbo's New York Comic Book Marketplace and uh, it's on the 12th of April. It's a Saturday. It's from 10 to 6 and uh, it's a one day event. So it's you know you have to you can't do any weekend type thing and all. But they do have some guests and uh, most of them are comic book people. They do some some paper people. They have uh, Bill O'Hearn for. Uh, Clerks. Dante. Dante. I have uh, Scott Schiffero from Clerks as well. They have Mike Zaxick and Ming Chen from the uh, Comic Book Man. Which, okay, I gotta, I'm more curious to know whether or not they're as guests or they're, since they're going to, since they own a comic book store, if they're just gonna have their own normal booth, like Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash booth, and they just have to be working it. Working it. <laughs> selling comics? <laughs> yeah, selling comics. So they also do uh, t shirts and stuff like that, because yeah. you see them at other comic book conventions, and they're usually working, like, you can buy some graffiti t-shirts and stuff like that so i'm sure they'll probably be selling their wares but i can't see a line for mike and or ming to sign autographs probably if you're going to buy something at the thing they'll sign something for you yeah but i can't see them being part of a a big lineup you know right but, i mean and chances are probably brian o'halloran will probably be in the booth as well because that's how they were like the first time i saw all of them together because <laughs> brian o'halloran uh sold me his own in clerk's animation clerk's a tv cartoon uh-huh. he sold me his own in action figure and signed it for me wow <laughs> so it was like cool. all right cool cool <clears throat> well bruce robert bruce is also going to be there he was a, a regular guest on their show uh, for a comic book fan he does a lot of the pop culture uh stuff that they can't identify right usually like the toys and stuff yeah yeah okay we have uh, johnny brennan from the jerky boys coming uh, Sergeant Slaughter. All right. Rashiki from uh, wrestling as well. Let's go with the gas. <laughs> oh yeah. Ashley Ashley Mariso from uh, as a wrestler as well. She's pretty cute. Uh, Par- uh, Paris Thilman from uh, Mike TV from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So if you like that one, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna go through everybody on the gas list, but uh, the couple I want to do mention in the uh, comic book world is. Chris Claremont's going to be there. Now he was the from the late '70s to the early '90s, the Uncanny X-Men. He was the creator writer for them. So it was, uh, you know, he's he's the guy who created a lot of characters through those generations. So he's a he's a big guy. And uh, apparently he's a Facebook friend of ours. No, no, not him. Not him. I Damn. <laughs> Chris, George, if, Chris, if you're listening, or if anybody knows Chris, uh, tell me like our Facebook page. George Perez from the uh, Teen Titans is also going to be there. Also a uh, writer-artist for Wonder Woman. Yes. That's how I know him. Yes. Eric Cooper is also the like from our Facebook. Oh, Eric Cooper. Hey, what's up? So he's, he writes Night Seeker, and uh, it's pretty cool. I've seen some stuff of his, and it's uh, pretty pretty nice. Pretty cool. So. so let me just make sure it's straight. It's not like the traditional Comic-Con where, you know, it's all like, oh, like, like Philadelphia Con's got Nathan Fillion. It's got, I'm going to say... No offense to the people who are appearing, but I would say second tier. Right, right. It's a one day event. It's a sh- it, small it, event. It's so. really more for people who are into the, who are more into the comic part of Comic Con and not the con part of Comic Con. That's right. You know, where if, like you know you need to fill out, flush out some of the part of your collection, or you'd be looking for that amazing Spider-Man three hundred. Right. You know, 
the first appearance of Venom, you can go there and probably find it a lot easier than you could at a regular comic. You know, the, the out-of-the-way... This is kind of like the out-of-the-way con. Yes. Where you can find the interesting, find the hard time stuff. Yeah, definitely. And it's in New York, right? Yes. Why don't you give them that website so they can look okay. at the official list. Scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> I minimized it already. <laughs> minimized it? You knew I was going to ask you. <laughs> it's nycbm.com. Okay. So there you go. So we'll try and put that on our Facebook page and. Uh, sure, why not? Yeah. And uh, I'll Google the address, and if it's uh, a nice little road trip, maybe you and I could go out there for a day. Yeah, it sounds it's like a middle good of idea. April fifteenth, April twelfth, yeah, twelfth. So three days before tax day, you know, quick spend out some of the more money, and, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple things I might be looking for. You know, I, yeah, I'm always kind of curious to see what what they sell at these things mm-hmm. outside of. You know the big extravagant ones, right? Like see what kind of vendors they have, and and you know, besides, I wonder like I'm looking for a particular uh, black cat statue, right? You know that I I missed my chance on getting the first time around, and I can't find it anywhere. But mm-hmm. sometimes at these cons they'll sell it, so I might be interested in looking at that. Okay. But all right, cool. Cool, yeah. So that's worth definitely worth uh, checking out. Check it out, folks. <laughs> oh, and also too, we might as well mention too, we're yeah. trying an experiment tonight. Yes. Uh, we have a webcam. Yes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, so I figured let's see if we can crank this up a notch. Well, we've been talking about it for weeks. And yeah. We, I, as I always say, there's two different shows. It's the show I edit and the show we actually do. And Basically, Ed, like, Ed sees me being all up and about and moving my arms around like a wild animal, <laughs> and you never see any of that. So right. I sound, he says, it's two shows, the show you hear and the show you see. Right. So I was like, well, as a goof, let's hook up a webcam. You know, maybe we can cut some snippets out of it and post it online. And maybe, you know, someone will go, look at those two idiots. <laughs> Plus, I mean, let's face it. I know we got some fans out there who love the silky tones of our voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, baby. I know why you tune in. You sit on the speaker, turn the bass up high. Mm. <laughs> that was for the special fans. <laughs> and you figure, hey, I wonder what these guys look like. Okay, well, let me put this way. If you like us, maybe you shouldn't see us. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen. Just listen. Please. Listen to the silky tone stylings of Sean and Ed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so keep an eye out. Again, experiments. So even though we're matching on the show, you might not see anything because I might go, Oh, I look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> or Ed's gonna go, I look fat. <laughs> I know the camera ends 10 pounds, but how many cameras do we have? 20? Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll see. You know, like I said, we'll try to find some funny bits and maybe I'll pull them and post them. Yes. Then, or you might never see it ever. <laughs> maybe we'll just be that anonymous voice out in the ether in that big pool called Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's face it. We're a drop. We're a drop of water in a big ocean of podcasts. I an ocean. Ocean. Not pool. Well, you know, an ocean of podcasts, which go. is a small, wee little drop. <laughs> but we're going to take that drop and own it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, what else we got? Okay, well, let's start with releases of the week. Let's. <laughs> Hold on. 
New releases, new releases, it's time for Ed with the new releases, new releases, new releases. Let's give it to Ed. Take it away, Ed. All right, our first movie I have to mention is Lincoln. came out today. It's uh, the 26th of March, and uh, it's Tuesday, so that's when we record our podcast. It's when the, the new releases come out. So, like I said, the first one is Lincoln. Uh, she is so pretty. If she was a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Oh, Come uh, on, you, there's no way you knew me well enough that I was not gonna let a Abraham Lincoln <laughs> joke slide by. I could have went, oh, for our Asian folks, you might know it as Rican. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so it's a, a Oscar winner. Yes. You know, Daniel Day Lewis won. That's like his third Oscar for Best Actor, I think. How many Oscars did he now have for? I think. I think three or maybe four. And I definitely know three because he has three of them. But I think he was nominated four times. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. It's like any movie he's in, he wins an Academy Award. Yeah. It's like, really? If he's in a movie, why bother making any other movies? Other actors are like, fuck. Exactly. Like, I was really hoping for, like, if, if I don't, I think that if he wasn't nominated, I think Hugh Jackman would have won for Les Mis. Yeah. So you know, Hugh's going, son of a bitch. <laughs> I sing, I dance, I got claws. I sneak, sneak, you know, <laughs> I'm Wolverine, and I lose to Lincoln? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what else came out? Okay, the surprise, which I don't think you picked up and you missed, was Star Wars Lego, The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, son of a bitch, I forgot that. <laughs> so, I right. saw that on my list, and I was like, oh, I completely forgot to look for it. Well, okay. Guess I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Lego Stars. It's called the uh, Empire Strikes Out. Right, yep. And it comes with a little limited edition uh, Darth Vader Lego character. Okay. He's about this big. <laughs> For those people at home, it's about like an inch and a half, two inches tall. <laughs> For the people with video, if you ever see it, it's about this big. He's not pressing your head kind of thing. <laughs> and finally for video, Johnny Suko and his flying robot, the complete series. Yeah. Yeah. I, wasn't there also, I think... Um, John Dies at the End, I think, came out today. I didn't I'll, see I'll, it. I'll have a look, because I've been wanting to see that movie. Okay. I heard it's pretty good. Uh, also, too, a TV show came out that's been playing on sci-fi that I caught, like, 20 minutes of, called Continuum. Okay. Um, I just, I, you know, I saw it once. It was on the Sci-Fi Channel for those people in America. I don't know what it's like around the world. All right. But I think it's filmed up in Canada. And basically, it's like a time travel thing where yeah. a girl from the past, from the future mm-hmm. comes into the past with, like, like, a bunch of people who... Basically, it's it's the traditional... If you had the ability to go back in time, would you change your future kind of thing? Like, would mm-hmm. you, like, for example, if you can go back to pre-Microsoft or Apple, would you invest money into Apple? Yeah, okay. You know, kind of thing. And these group of bad guys, they go back in time to do that, to kind of, like, control the future through the past. Mm-hmm. And she, this girl, she plays a, a cop. And I've seen her, I think, like, in Criminal, Criminal Minds. And I think she was a... Jennifer Gardner's sister okay. in Alias, right? I think. She's a cop who gets pulled accidentally back in time with them. Uh-huh. So she's kind of trying to prevent... Is that where she hears a voice and she doesn't know where it's coming from? I, well, I think she knows where she... I think she knows where it's coming from. Because on the episode I saw, she was actually talking to a guy in, like, a booth. Okay, that's not a movie. That's actually a series. That's what it says. a TV show. Oh, I thought you said a movie. No, no, a TV show on Sci-Fi Network. I, I phased out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're zoning out on, the show, on our show? <laughs> yeah. I do that from time to time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw an episode. I was like, oh, it looks pretty good. But then I saw a 
season one came out in Blu-ray, and I was like, oh, let me try it out. Cool. So, it looked pretty good. Cool, cool. I did miss one, though, actually, I'm sorry. Star Trek Enterprise Season 1 came out on Blu-ray today. Yeah. So, yeah, all you Star Trek fans out there, fans of the show. <laughs> I don't, I don't. He, okay, folks, he just did the, <laughs> maybe there's fans, maybe mm-hmm. there's not. You do realize we do a show called Geeksters, mm-hmm. where there's probably right now a Star Trek fan going, you saw some pictures, it was the best show ever. <laughs> I doubt that. I saw a couple of episodes. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, the hot Vulcan chick. Yeah. You know, you got that going. Season one was pretty good, so, yeah. I, I, I kind of, that's all I saw. I'll yeah. be honest. I, I kind of tapered off, because, again, it was on that weird night where, it was like Friday nights. Yeah. And I have a social life, believe it or not, folks. <laughs> so, I think whenever it was on, I would go out and do something right. fun, instead of just being there, you know, looking at the hot Vulcan chick. Yeah. <laughs> what was her name? Uh, I forget. <sighs> All right, well, I wasn't that into the show at all. So. Apparently it's me too. You know, here's an odd fact. Okay. Okay, this is completely random. She's hot, smoking yeah. hot. So I've seen a bunch of like, you know, promotional photos of when she did like Maxim or stuff or any kind of like hot, you know. Um, Magazine? Photo shoots. Okay. She's got a belly piercing, you know, which is not common. Yeah, you know, which is common mm-hmm. to some people. But she has an Audi belly button. Really? Yeah. And I was like, that's something you never see. An Audi that's pierced. I was like, I was fascinated. I was like, of course, I was, you know, zoning in on that part. I'm going, is that an Audi? Yeah, it is an Audi. What do you know? You know, perfectly fat belt, flat belly with a little, you know, she had like a, I forget kind of what charm it was in her belly, but it was an Audi belly button. I was like, that's something you don't see every day. Yeah. I wonder if it hurts. I think any piercing usually hurts. I mean, I have an ear piercing that kind of hurt, and nipples getting pierced, they say, is hurts, and there's private areas you can get pierced, and I'm sure that's not a... <laughs> Fun afternoon, <laughs> you know. Maybe it is to those people. It's, it's, well, it. I heard for the for the females, it's like a big rush. It's like a boom. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. So, hey, look, if any of you females have anything in the nether regions pierced, let us know. Was it pleasurable or not? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Some some guy, oh, dude, I had my scrotum pierced. It was awesome. <laughs> no, no, this is for the ladies. <laughs> so you guys with the pierced scrotums or the uh, Prince Albert in the cans, I don't want to hear from you. I'm talking about the ladies. <laughs> you know now that's who you're going to hear from. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's me, Steve. I'm from Alberta, Canada. And uh, they're going to, you know, uh, a pier, you know, Prince Albert in the can piercing going on. Hey. Hey. So, uh. It was a boot, uh, it was, it took me a boot about 20, 25 minutes. Oh boy, did it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our movie releases of the week. Movie releases, yay! So now we move on to video games. Yay! Why everybody loves this Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first game of the, I have to start off with is Bioshock Infinite for, of course, Xbox 360 and PS3. Yes, there's three versions. Eh? Three versions. Three versions. Not three. one, not those, but Trey. Trey. Trey Verginos. <laughs> <laughs> there's the standard version, of you know, course. where you just kind of walk and go, give me that game on shelf, which is the one I bought. I pre-ordered because I was never really a Bioshock fan, mm-hmm. so this being the third... But then I found out that there was it really has nothing to do with the first two. Okay. It's just kind of like the, the same overall theme, 
which is kind of like a cyberpunky kind of thing, mm-hmm. except where Bioshock is underwater. This is way up above the sky, and set the year is 1919. 19, okay. Yeah, so yeah, so like there's cities. I, I don't want to give away too much of the game, but you kind of get when you get up there. There's like you know platforms that are floating like on blimps and stuff with fans, mm. and they're using it to float the cities okay. and statues and stuff. And I'm literally for the first 20 minutes to half hour, I'm just walking around with my mouth open, going, "Oh my god, this game is awesome." I wasn't doing anything except walking around going, that is so good looking. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, I mean, it literally is such a good game, just atmospheres wise, that you're walking through a town of people, mm-hmm. it's a city, there's people having like ambient conversations that I'm actually stopping to listen to, to hear what they're talking about. Wow. I mean, that's how good this game is. Usually I'm just a first person shooter. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, you're sure, 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 let me kill something. But this one, I was like walking real slow going, wow. Oh, look at that. You know, <laughs> talking to nobody but myself in the room, in my room going, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> but then there's, but because I have an OCD complex thing, yes. the ultimate extreme edition, which is called the, uh, Swam, the Swan or the Sparrow uh, edition, right. it's a huge thing. It comes with a statue and all this other stuff. But again, not being a fan of the series, it wasn't like, oh, i got to get this one. But they did have kind of the mid-range ones, which was called the Premium Edition, mm-hmm. which is right here, Ed. <laughs> all right. Dun, 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 dun. And I'm showing Ed the box for those people who are at home. Hey, don't. It's and again, people are going. Well, gee, Sean, why did you? If you pre-ordered the game, why didn't you pre-order this one? Again, I wasn't sure if it was we a fan of the game or not. But then when I saw it on the shelf, as I was picking up my copy, I was like, Do you have any extra copies? Because where I go, it's pre-ordered. You know, and I saw one on the shelf. Like, you got any extra ones? Well, we have an extra one for the Xbox 360. I don't want that. We got an extra one for the PS3. No, sons of bitches. Can you call and place this for me? You got the game right there. You know, I know, but this is the premium edition. I need that one. Because the pre- premium edition comes with a limited edition art book. Okay. And the art's beautiful. Yeah. A handyman figure, which, okay, I, we opened it up before the show, folks. Yeah. And this thing is maybe two inches tall, blue, solid blue, plastic. <laughs> it looks really low budget. Like low rent compared to, like, the God of War edition that I got last mm-hmm. week or two weeks ago. Where it's like Kratos, you know, with all burly with his things going, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> but it also comes with a Devil's Kiss lithograph, and the Devil's Kiss is like a potion-y kind of spell. But it's, mm-hmm. it's not bad. It's all kind of set like this carnival, 1920 kind of feel to it. Right. The Murder of Crows keychain, which is nice because I bought the limited edition hint book. Okay. And it came with the uh, Sparrow's Cage Key. All so right. I'm like, all right. The digital soundtrack, which I'm kind of half tempted, I'm, I'm really curious to hear because they have like radios, kind of like, uh, if you remember Fallout, mm-hmm. where the post-apocalyptic, except it was post-apocalyptic after like 1920 or when they were testing the A-bomb. Right. You know, so it's all like 1920s music, not, 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 not like, not like gangster era, but right. just right before it, where it's like all these slow, melodic, like, life is good. <laughs> So I'm kind of curious to hear that that's going to sound. It comes with an upgrade pack, so I'm assuming it's downloadable codes. Okay. And a PSN theme, which is basically like wallpaper for your thing. Okay. So, yeah. So I bought this, so I'm kind of hoping that I can just slide this game in, and it'll already save my, it'll play my save game. Not, I mean, again, I only played like 20 minutes before I saved it, so I'm not really worried about going back. Right. But I did buy the season pass. 
So I'm kind of, I'm sure that it'll work with it, but eh, you know. Okay. What else came out, Ted? Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel. Yeah, no, nothing about that. No, nothing about that? <laughs> I mean, it's like the third in the series, so apparently it sells. Right. But it's never been my my thing. Again, it's a two dudes shooting them, please. <laughs> well, a lot of shooters out there, and I, I, know, I know it made, since there's three of them, they've, they've made, made some kind of impact. Sure. On the you community, know, so. Again, but again, you know, I mean, Bioshock 2 is a first person shooter, mm-hmm. but it's so pretty. So pretty. I'm just walking around going, oh, wow. <laughs> so, what else came out, Ed? Tiger Woods PGA Tour oh, 14. Oh, yeah. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. <laughs> Snag that. I, as goofy as it sounds, I love that series. Really? By far the best golf game ever. Now, here's a little here's a little odd thing that I, I noticed. I don't know how anybody else noticed it. It used to be called Tiger Woods Golf. Mm-hmm. Well, then you remember Tiger Woods three, four years ago, got into the whole, <laughs> hey, I'm sleeping around on my wife thing. Right. And... The next game that came out, you know, because you're thinking he lost a bunch of deals, sponsors, sponsors right, and all. Yeah. I'm going, what are they going to do with Tiger Woods' game? Well, they came out with what was called the Masters. <laughs> you know, it was the Masters edition, Tiger Woods. I think it was uh, 2010 or 2011. <laughs> Tiger Woods' name's really small. <clears throat> it, I swear to God, that's how it was. It was, it was really like... <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't just him on the cover anymore. It was him and somebody else, somebody else famous. Okay. So now what they kind of done, because I, I picked it up, I picked up the Masters Edition, which is, it adds, it gives you like a couple more courses. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's because we like, the big thing is you play through the history of golf. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the challenges. So like I, I was just, I before I came over, I was playing that. So I was playing like 1939 golf. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty cool because it was like, Actually, I'm sorry, it was 1919, which was ironic because it was also the same year that the Bioshock games yeah. taking place, too. But what they did is they, they added, like, a, 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 an element to the game for that for those sections where it's all grainy and brown. So it's like, it almost feels like, you know, like you're looking at an old-timey photograph. But, it, it, but it, again, it's, it's the Masters. It's the Masters edition, but it also includes Tiger Woods 14. It's the same game. Like, it's Tiger Woods 14. You just, it's Masters because it has four extra courses. But you could walk in and go, yeah, give me Tiger Woods uh, 14. Yeah, and they'll hand you the Tiger Woods 14. Right. But you won't get the extra courses. And it's got the Tiger Woods picture. And I think it's got Honor, Arnold Palmer's picture as well. Okay. So it's not just Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that it, that changed the moment he was screwing around on his hot blonde wife. Yeah. You know, so it was like, Oh, I noticed that. I wonder how many other people noticed that. I wonder how much he's getting paid over that. <laughs> so you now he's on top of his game, but it's back in the uh, right. So yeah. within like the next couple of years, I'll probably go back to just Tiger Woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next on our list is a Final Fantasy VI Ultimate Collection Seekers Edition. So I know a lot of people. Some people are fans, and some people aren't. But I used to be an old Final Fantasy. I was Final Fantasy Seven guy. So yeah, I think that's the last one I played. So I, I mean, I have played like the thirteen and thirteen two because they're sequels. All right. They're okay, but again, it's Final Fantasy, uh, you know. But this is the online stuff, so again, it's oh, join us and get your ass handed to you by a twelve year old. <laughs> now, the last game here, I there's not much information on it, but I wanted to point that out because it's one of those off-road racing games. Uh, it's called WRC3 FIFA World Rally Championship. And it's like an off-road, like, you know, those, you know, if you... I mean, I enjoy those shows where, you know, you, you see the off-road. Oh, and they yeah, a car okay. that's 
built for off-roading and they, they go through these tracks, it's all dirt or gravel type of thing. So it's an interesting game to see and play. So. There's also two games too that weren't, um, I want to mention. Okay. And one was, I think they both came out last week, but there was kind of up and amber on it. It was for the Wii U. Okay. It's uh, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, which I think is just basically a rehash of Monster Hunter 3, mm -hmm. except redesigned for the Wii U. Okay. But the other one that was supposed to come out last week, but a lot of like a lot of shipping errors, at least for the uh, GameStops that mm -hmm. I know of, it didn't come out. It was the um, Lego City Undercover. Oh, okay. I was able to get my hands on it. Like, it was supposed to come out this week, mm -hmm. but I actually wound up picking it up at another store just over the weekend. So it was kind of like one of those. Some places got it, some people didn't. Okay. And then you know, but most people got it this week. Right. I played it. It's really fun. I mean, it's a, it's a Lego game. It's just, you know, some of the extra Wii U features use a touchpad that's involved. Mm -hmm. Fun game, but again, so is Batman, Batman 2, uh, Lego Lord of the Rings, which is probably my favorite one out of all of them right now. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I if you're a Lego fan and you got a Wii U, I, I suggest picking it up. Cool. Cool. Well, that's our releases of the week. That's it for the reason. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. Too much rock star. <laughs> okay, so I think it's time for the news. Oh, we're gonna write the news. Oh, uh, unless you got something else. No, that's. <laughs> well, no, you didn't have anything else. No. So you just put it aside, looking at me, and I was like, "Hey, let's go to news." Oh, the news? <laughs> like, I thought we were gonna go somewhere else, but there was nothing, was there? So <laughs> no, we didn't really plan the show out too well. We never planned the show out. <laughs> it's on the fly. That's why. Always on the edge. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not. <laughs> okay, most of the time it's not, but now, I, I chuckle. I didn't read any of these articles this week. I had a lot of, a lot oh, of things going on. A so lot of things going on this week. So I didn't so, get a chance to... Wait, but last week, did you read them? No. Oh, okay, so it'll be just like last week. Like said, okay, okay yeah. well, let's get your intro. Right. Nerd news, nerd news! It's time for the nerd news, nerd news, nerd news. Here's Ed with the news. <laughs> First article is uh, Robert Brevard's going to join Captain America 2. I heard that. Yes. Marvel Studios is bringing out the big guns. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. The is film... he officially signed? I'm uh, reading it. Sorry. <laughs> come on. I'm like, I'm like 30 seconds ahead of you. Come on. Well, come on. Just give us the meat. Is he or isn't he? All right. Now I'll have to read it. <laughs> oh, hold on. Do, 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 do. Yes. He has signed. Yes. Okay. Yes, he talked. Well, he's in talks and joining the cast. Okay, so in talks doesn't mean he's actually going to be in it. But his his character is going to be a um, a senior leadership role in the uh, role in Shield, so that's going to be his role. He's going to be kind of like a Nick Fury, like cohort, you know, like a somebody in charge of a, of a Shield uh, operative. So you mean because they couldn't get Samuel L. Jackson to be in? A... <laughs> They won't get Samuel L. Jackson to be in and the second member Captain America, so they'll be out doing some job with the right. Avengers but or somebody else, and here's Robert Redford. Yeah. Okay, I gotta say, some people are like, Robert Redford, who, who's that guy? I mean, he, this guy is the cream of the crop as far as acting. Right. I and mean, every movie I've seen him in, I enjoyed. He's a, he's a movie icon. Yes. I mean, yeah, he's not really into a lot of the action-adventure movies, but when he was younger, he was in Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, which mm -hmm. is one of my favorite movies. He was... Um, in, I want to say Absence of Malice, but I know that's not right. All, all the President's Men mm -hmm. with uh, Dustin Hoffman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're reporters breaking the uh, Watergate story. Right. Everything I've seen him in, I've loved him. He's right. great. Um, to have him in sneakers. Sneakers, yeah. I've sneakers. sneakers myself. 
And then also Three Days of the Condor. That was another great spy movie. Right. Uh, there was a spy game with, with Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. So that was another great spy movie. He's, he does a lot of good spy movies. He's he's a good in drama. So like it's funny to see him to get a guy of that caliber to be in a comic book movie. Is says a lot about I think where we are as far as entertainment goes. Like if if you got somebody of a Robert Redford caliber to be in a comic book movie, right. that either means that. The it means the movie's gonna be really, really good, or they paid him a shitload of money to bring people in. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think it's the I, latter. I, I neither do I. You know, I just think he went, hey, you know what? I mean, also too, maybe as far as his his recall, uh, agent could have been like, you know, Robert, you haven't been in anything. You gotta be relevant. All the kids nowadays are into these comic book movies. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's wrong. I'm wrong. Uh, Oh, Robert, what are you doing? <laughs> Have you all the kids that are in these comic book movies? you got to be in one. <laughs> it's, hey, it's Captain America's coming up there. Why don't you be in there? Oi! That's, yeah. Happy Passover! Or Shire! Oi! I think that's pretty much how it went. <laughs> <laughs> you could record that conversation. It's probably been a word to word for what you just did. Like, whoa, well, what's Captain America? What's that? Oh, don't you know? It's a hip thing. All the kids love it. That Captain America and the Avengers made a billion dollars. You want a piece of that? I need my 10%. <laughs> Next on our list is how legendary comic writer Chris Claremont saved X-Men movies. Before Marvel started kicking ass with their ground plan with towards Avengers, X-Men franchise was once few bright spots in the early uh, to mid-2000s when it came to comic book movies. So it should be said to thank for it all. Apparently, acclaimed comic book writer Chris Claremont, I'm about to skip ahead because he's just going on to how he uses it. <laughs> See, this is why I should read this stuff. You should, I'm going to buy you a highlighter <laughs> so that way you can highlight the important facts of an article. The Guru also scripted the original comic book version of Days of Future Past, which inspired Fire Singer's upcoming film. Claremont recently chatted with comic book resources about how his role of their lack of the, the big screen version and revealed that actually played a large part in getting the studio fired up to make X movies back in the 1990s. I was instrumental in getting Fox to produce the concept in the first place. I mean, the whole thing was ready to go turn around back in the 1998-99. I had Severn Deputy and Kermit. Well, he goes on and on and You're on. You're losing and on. me. Yes, I'm losing myself too by reading this. So basically, the guy was influential in making the X-Men movies. Right. And then he's now influential in because he's the guy who wrote the new X-Men movie? Yeah, well, he's, he's, his, his, his story is the uh, premise of the Days of Future Past. His sure, story. but I, would, I mean, that's kind of a tall order to say you saved the franchise. Right. I mean, I think the franchise is doing just fine. It took a hit with X3, I would say. Right. But, uh, I, you know, that's why it was kind of under the table. But you had... What's his face? Hugh being Wolverine, mm -hmm. which kind of and and the success of X Men First Class. Mm -hmm. So I think that I think the series is fine. <laughs> <laughs> it might be 20th Century Fox is looking the way to make you know bring back their big cash cow after the bomb that X Three was. Which I, I gotta be honest, I liked. I didn't think it was horrible. No, I mean it, was, it wasn't bad. I mean it was compared to the other two, it was right on par with it and. But I mean, the whole fact that everybody, like, he was killing off characters. Right. And that right. was the big thing that everybody was kind yeah, of saying. You know and, like, and he kind of blew the Dark Phoenix saga kind of thing. But that kind of storyline is such a big arc that there's no way that one movie can encompass. Right. That would that. have been a trilogy on its own. Right. So, and plus, you would have to be off world and kind of, and at the time, 
there was no way I don't think the movie going public would have would have believed. As... No, because that would have been like a third set of uh, trilogies for X Men at this point. Right. They really get into it. And then have somebody who maybe like, oh, I liked one and two, but now why are they off world? And who cares about the planet? You know, like mm-hmm. definitely. So you had to ground it in some sort of mythos of the first two. So that's why I got like, you know what? Those people who like the people who bitched about. Wolverine or the the suits from the first one mm-hmm. are still bitching about the third one. It's like you know what, we don't need you. The movie made enough money on its own. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Next on our list now, I don't do like doing the rumors, but this one was kind of like because this is the one we talk about a lot, and it's okay. uh, Matt Smith's uh, is set for Doctor Who departure date. So it's it's apparent like he's going to leave the show. Apparently, I don't think okay. it'll be this year. So, uh, as uh, Matt Smith, of course, who plays the eleventh Doctor on the BBC hit Doctor Who, of course, um, is set. To, his contract is ending in November, and he's not renewing. That's what they say now. And then, uh, then they're saying that the, of course, the big other rumor, of course, is the fiftieth anniversary special that they're going to do. It's going to have all the doctors, all the living doctors. Right, all the living doctors. Well, I think they still digitalize the old doctors in yes. some form, shape, form, or another. So that's apparently going to be one of his last episodes. I, you know, I gotta be honest, I don't buy it. You don't buy it? I don't buy it. I think right now there is no contract, so that's what everyone's focusing on. They're jumping because you even said so yourself. It's a rumor. Yeah. So he said, "Oh yeah, I haven't signed. I haven't signed on for next season." So right away everyone's going. He's not signed. He's going to be done by this time. No, it's just it's right now. It's March. Mm-hmm. Is it, his things up in November? You have all this time to renegotiate your contract, right? To get more money or try to work out a production deal of some sort. And of course, also too the fact that the 50th anniversary is still a rumor. Right. Nobody, everybody's denying it or not it, talking about right. it. Right. Or there's a hint here. Like I heard David Tennant said he was going to do something for the 50th. Or he was going to do something about Doctor Who for the 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. But so far they've had like specials talking about each Doctor. So that could be what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. So and plus they're also introducing a new companion this this season. Yeah. And for those people who are not a fan of who don't know, um, it does start up again on BBC America this Saturday, which will be the thirtieth. Mm-hmm. So if you're not so by the time you're hearing this, chances are later tonight that episode of the new season of Doctor Who will be start. Yeah. You know, or at some point you probably you know, DVR it or on demand it. Right. But again, or for those people who are overseas that listen to us, you know. Yes, you've, you've seen it already. You've already you seen it already. Because uh, that's your gig. I mean, yeah. that's that's your that's your boy. So uh, I, I just think that right now, again, like you said, it's a rumor. I think by the time November comes along, he'll do one more season because, you know, I, I just think that. There's no way because he's only been Doctor for what three seasons. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think. I think Tennant only did four seasons. Right. So I think you're gonna you're gonna see like a four season arc. Yeah. For each Doctor, that's what I think. Yeah. You know, but then the problem is, is that whoever they get for the next Doctor is supposed to be the last Doctor. That's that's what's been ingrained in our DNA for since, right. since so, I've been a child and watching Doctor Who. So are they going to? That's right. I've been watching a long time. So that so are they going to be <laughs> like? Is that going to be like one of those? We're going to need to find a nice young guy that can age with the role because the moment we kill him off, we got to kill off Doctor Who. Yeah. You know? Well, Zan, I, 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 I like how we had that pause though. It was like all dramatic. They're going to kill off Doctor Who. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Let's hope not. I don't know, because I'm actually enjoying the show and, and that new... Well, in a way, I, I'd like to see it. I mean, as bad as it's going to sound, a lot of fans are going to start screaming. But I'd like to see it end, because they can always restart the series. They can always... Reboot? Reboot the series, in a way. You know, uh, or, yeah. like, end it in the way, and then restart over, and they, like, it's another universe, or they... It's another timey-wimey <clears throat> type... Or would they just do uh, decision? Well, I mean, if they want to be smart about it, because the 13th Doctor is supposed to be the last Doctor... The twelfth doctor, sorry. Yeah. The twelfth doctor should be the last doctor. Who's to say that since he's a time lord that he can't go back in time or forward in time to stop that from happening? Right. You know. Well, it might be a fixed event. So was, you know. I, well, that's that's another that's another discussion. We're not going to talk about Doctor Who because a lot of people are going to zone out because it's going to go British people. I don't know what's going on. Time travel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for a later conversation. All right. Off air. <laughs> okay, well, we'll, we'll do a Doctor Who special after we see the first opening scene. You know, next week maybe we'll do a Doctor Who. Hey, did you see Doctor Who thing? Yeah. Yeah, especially because I love that new companion. She's so cute. <laughs> My kind of girl. Another one for Sean's list. No, no, Sweet no, list. no, no. She's not going to be, what do you call it, uh, any future ex wife or anything like that. She'll be a mistress. <laughs> okay. You know, she'll be the reason why I have ex wife number one or ex wife number two, you know, or ex wife number three, you know, because she's the one I, I won't commit to, but every time I see her, I just I, I have to hop in bed with her. <laughs> she's just so adorable. So my type. What's next on the list? Next slides is Bizarre Summer Camp gives you the chance to be a slasher movie victim. Uh-huh. All right. Los Angeles Haunted High, High Hayride is the, the creator of the attraction. They're going to have the Great Horror Campout. It's $149. It's a 12-hour experience. And for the $149, you get an overnight accommodations for one, dinner, which is camp fare, which I have no idea. I guess it's like, you know, pork and beans or... Okay, so, all right, so right now I'm, I'm picturing uh, summer camp. So whatever they have at the, whatever they feed you at summer camp is what you get there. Yes. Like hot dogs, pizza, right. fries, shit food. Right. Uh, the a continental breakfast, parking, apparently that's a crucial thing. Well, it's like you're getting parts in the campground, so yeah, sure. A hell haunt experience, horror movies around the bonfire, Roasting marshmallows and a reusable GHC canvas bag, which I have no idea what that is. The GHC is probably the the name of the great horror campout. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Look at me. I didn't even have to read the article to figure that one out. So basically, you get to experience and be a slasher victim for twelve hours. Yeah, but how many people are how, like? Okay, it's got to be limited quality quantities because you're there for twelve hours. Yeah. There's two. It's two days too, by the way. I didn't well, uh, get the dates on this, but uh, it's uh, coming up soon. If I find out, I'll let you know. Okay, but let's go back. But then, if it's not, it can't be twelve hours if it's two days, because that's forty-eight hours. Well, it's two day, two different day camps. So okay. The first day, you can go the second day. Okay, so basically, you know, what I'm saying. Well, my question is though, it's got to be a limited quantity because you're there for twelve hours. So you figure you're there for dinner throughout the night. Mm-hmm. You have to watch, you know, they probably have a little bonfire with horror movies on a loop. Right. And you figure it's going to be Friday the 13th, 1 through 20 gazillion right. on a loop. Well, I imagine there's going to be a training <clears throat> class on how to die. You know, I'm sure they're going to have, like, because if you're a slasher victim, you're going to die. And it's not like, you know, they're going to actually right, stab but, but, you. Yeah, or... yeah, well, obviously not. But, I mean, the idea, though, is 
is that how many people are going to be there because you have 100 people and you're all guaranteed to be the victim. <laughs> how are you going to kill 100 people in 12 hours unless you have multiple killers? Yeah. You know? Could be. Could be. Um, I'm signing up for the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street package, please. <laughs> or I'm signing up for the, you know, Friday the 13th package. <laughs> Who's here for the uh, Evil Dead Bazette package? Go right here. <laughs> Give me some sugar, baby. Woo! <laughs> you know? I mean, they can do it that way. Yeah. You know, break it off into 12 hours, like... The first two hours is how you're gonna die and uh, how to die properly. Imagine if you had to like lie there dead for the rest of the the twelve hours you're you know killed and you're victim number one, first like half hour. Well, no, probably you're laying on the ground for eleven and a half hours. No, see, I have vision because it was going to be the horror movie experience. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is you get killed, and then you get put into like a little separate camp where everybody else gets killed, and they probably do your makeup and stuff like that, and then. In all typical horror movies, there's one point where the hero or heroine walks into a room and there's a stack of bodies. Yeah. So that's probably like for most of the day, you'll get makeup put on, you'll have a meal, whatever. Right. And then come the time when they have like, oh, there's 10 people left in the thing, you know, you guys got to be here at a certain time. You know, right. they, they fish in, okay, they'll lay down, don't move, but they pour some blood on you. And so that way when a person walks in and goes, oh my God, bodies, ah! <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, not for the faint of heart. Yeah. You're not a horror movie fan, so yeah. you get the, the, doesn't appeal to you whatsoever. Mm, nah. My only problem is, though, that you're going to get that one guy that's going to probably wasted off his ass, <laughs> you know, and it's going to be his time to die, and the guy's going to be like a huge fight. Like, I'm going to punch you right in the face. Like, some guy gets clocked who's the killer going, dude, that wasn't in the script. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Or just somebody mouthing off as they're, you're dead, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me, I'm dead. Ah. <laughs> or they do the bad acting, dead. Dude, dude, he's coming around the corner. He's coming around the corner. Shut up, you're not supposed to see nothing. They're kicking you. <laughs> or they're doing the uh, Paul Rubin's death scene from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> ah! Oh! Ah! Ah! Ow! 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 Oh! Ah! Ow! <laughs> I'm going to find that clip on YouTube and post it on our Facebook page. <laughs> I love that that scene. <laughs> Looks at the camera. Ah! <laughs> Comical genius. Next to our list, which is actually, the, we both selected the same article, because Sean picked three articles <coughs> that I posted at the end, and this one we both selected. To, I don't realize okay. it until I'm reading them now. <laughs> and I'm not even going to try to pronounce this guy's name. Oh, uh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, okay. I'm going to try. So it's Fuck Love, leave DC Comics ever plans to kill off Jon Stewart. DC's Black Green Lantern. So there was an editorial decision to direction of the book to conflict the story I was hired to tell, and I felt that it was better to let DC tell the story in their own way. They want. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'll miss working with the entire Green Lantern team. This was not an easy decision for me to make, emotionally or financially, but I'm sure it was the right decision for both me and for the Green Lantern books. The outpouring of support of your kind words will, and well wishes means so much to me and my family. So that's his parting words. And, uh, of course, he's upset that he's leaving. That he's Well, okay. The article, the, I, I don't know if it was the exact same article. Well, this is the article that I think. Do you want to read it? No, no. Is that the article that I, I, yeah. I sent you? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, my thing was that... Um, I just wanted to paraphrase it. Yeah, no. Basically, long story short is... DC said we're killing off John Stewart. 
And he was like, I can't be a part of that. I quit. Mm-hmm. You know? But then the follow-up story, which we can just glance over since it yeah. really is, DC decided went because of him making that announcement that they were gonna kill John Stewart, right. apparently the internet blew up. Yes. And DC went, Whoa, whoa, we're sorry, we're not gonna kill him off. Sorry, my bad. You so know John Stewart lives. Sort of. Yes. But he, I mean, okay, this kinda of, I was kinda of hoping maybe we'd say this at the end because it would go into a, a little sidebar of, of racism and, and well like first John Stewart I think is a great character. Mm-hmm. He's one of the few black characters in the DC universe. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, about, I'm trying to think of other... Uh... Yeah, okay, you got Knight, uh, Batwing. Right. But he's South African. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got John Stewart. Mm-hmm. You got Cyborg. Mm-hmm. I know him. I know him. There's a miss. minor character called Static Shock, I think. Right, okay, yeah, I don't think he's around anymore, but Mr. Terrific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was Black Lightning in the 70s. Right, he's still around. Okay. But so far we've named six, maybe seven. Yeah. So there's not really, as far as big names go, the names that we mention, a lot of people are going to go, who, 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 knows, who knows Black Lightning? <laughs> you know, but if you mention John Stewart, Green Lantern, right. okay, people who know that name know he's Green Lantern because he was in the Justice League cartoon show. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a prominent figure in that. And he's probably one of the biggest African-American superheroes that are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so killing him off. Well, while we hold off, we'll do the last news article, and then we'll go into Okay, it. sure. So, uh, the last news article that you selected, which was pretty interesting, was console games move away from online multiplayer. Thank God. Online multiplayer is, a present, in a quarter in, is present in a quarter less 2012 console games than it lost in the year beginning. <laughs> yes, you want to... You want me to handle this one? Yes, please. Since it was my article? Okay, basically, there's... Uh... Back in, by 2012, there was a drop-off of 25% as far as games that have multiplayer. Right. Online multiplayer. Okay. All right. And then uh, 44% just have offline multiplayer. A drop of 14% and 41% have no multiplayer, which is a rise in of 16%. Wow. So basically, it's basically saying that video games are now are getting more away from online gaming. And as far as multiplayer gaming, like uh, Gears of War. Mm. Or Halo. Halo is a big example where you buy the game and you have the campaign, but then the big draw is you and all your buddies can go online from wherever you are around the world and shoot the shit out of each other. <laughs> you know, which is fun. Yeah. You know, it's basically cops and robbers. You all run around as army guys going pew 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 pew. Or online paintball mm-hmm. is a nice way of looking at it. Problem is that I've always had with it is that number one, a lot of people get the game first day, so they spend all day online multiplayer. So by the time you yourself like, I'm an average game player. Right. Maybe I'm above average only because of all the shit that I have. Right. But uh, I, as far as online multiplayer stuff, I don't go on there. So when I walk on there, I'm like level zero trying to figure out shit. I'm going along. And next thing you know, some 12-year-old's going, pew, and I'm dying like every other second. Right. You know, then I got to wait three. It takes the really fun out of doing it. Right, right. Now, some games have kind of like the Assassin's Creed Mm-hmm. They have multiplayer, and you think again, it doesn't really need the multiplayer, but mm-hmm. because everybody was doing multiplayer, they decided to have one, and it was kind of more along the lines of if you you were hunting other people almost in the same level area you are, like mm-hmm. they would have like from zero to ten right. all together, ten to twenty all together, like you know it was broken down those kind of rooms, you know, but not to say that there's me, uh, you know, if I go on. 
again, I don't want to get my ass handed to me by a 12-year-old. It's right. just annoying because yeah. they spot you and they just pick on you. And, and if you are if you happen to be one of these people that does the online chat with it, you know, you get, hey, I got you, hey. <laughs> and again, there's been, I think a lot of it has to do with, recently I've read a lot of articles about sexism, racism yeah. online where it's, it was a chick gamer, she's being called all these nasty things, you know, right. or being, you know, sexually harassed online right. just because she's kicking their asses or, right. or she just walks in with a gun and goes, oh, a chick, hey, you fucking bitch, I'm going to teabag you after I shoot you kind of thing, you know, yeah. and you're just going, it takes the fun out of doing that. Right, right. So I think a lot of games are just going, you know what, the only way we can handle that is by not adding it yeah. or having it as a downloadable content kind of thing for those people who want it. Right. So I, I think... Now, it, I play a few games online, not a lot, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably below average compared to you in right. video game playing, but uh, uh, I, I select games, though, like online games that I can beat somebody at because I don't want a 12-year-old hand my hands to me like every time. So, but the thing is, like, I'm not one of those player killers that go out and just kill players. Like, I go and there's a there's a Tron game that, that's been out for a few years right. now. And you can play, and you can play Deadly Discs, and there is, like, maybe 30 people in a room, and they're all hitting it, so the, more, the one with the most hits get it. Right. Now, after a while, like, a, I... Because of that game, I can play the game offline on you know my standalone, build up my character, build up my level, build up my abilities, right, and then play the game. So after a while, like if I get my ass handed to me, all of a sudden I'll start out pulling out the extra discs or the bomb discs or the the multi right. discs where I'm throwing out three or four at a time and, and doing that and and being because they'll they'll like you said they'll be like ha ha I schooled you you know and it's right. you and you're like you sob I'm <laughs> I'm going to nail you to the wall now. Very rarely. I, I mean, I've done it for the Assassin's Creed. Red Dead Redemption's got a nice one. But again, I go on there, and in like, me and like 10 other guys, mm-hmm. and it's, hey, look, I'm walking. I'm listening. Right. What the hell? I didn't even see that person because they have a cheat code where they're at level 100. I'm at level 5, and they got this ultra power sniper rifle where they're just in my opinion, pussies that rather take a shot from a distance. Yeah, they're saying, they got they're, they're, they're called squatting spots. They squat in that yeah. spot, and they're just waiting for you to come along. Yeah, and nail you. And as far as I'm concerned, those people are pussies. Right. Because they don't they their their enjoyment is to ruin it for other people. Mm-hmm. They don't get any real enjoyment other than sitting there and I'm gonna fuck with these people right. and sit far away and not get involved in the game, but get screw up everybody else's good time. By sitting over there, you're not making it challenging, and that's the reason why when you actually finally, first there's that dream, you finally do get that person, you shoot them, you feel like almost everybody in the room goes, oh, thank God that asshole's out. But you still have to deal with that asshole because he respawns and comes back in, right. and now he's purposely picking on the person who took him out. Yeah. People who do that, I'm telling you right now, are scumbag pussies that you know that if you saw them face to face, they they're the quiet person that says nothing, right. or it's always talking shit about behind your back, right. because they don't have the balls to actually get in it with everybody else, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And that's the reason why multiplayer to me just sucks. I just right. hate it. Well, I like the I like the the one I really <clears throat> like was the original Diablo. Of course, Diablo three came right. out last year. It yeah. Was, Again, I don't even bother with the multiplayer in that. But the 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 multiplayer was cool because, like I said, again, you, there was another game that you could play off like single player right. and build up your character. And I would go into caverns just to collect stuff. I wouldn't bother with people. I would right. just go down, kill monsters, build up my experience, and, and collect gold or, or items. 
And I always remember the 12-year-old kids coming over. And you, because back then they used to have the screen where would come up and they would tap to type everything because it was before right, headsets. Right, and, and they'd be like, oh, a new player's here. Let's get them. Right. You know, so they would come up. And I was a rogue with a with a bow. So before right. he even got near me, I'm like, right. And I chewed them and they all down. And I, in that game, you could cut off their ear. <laughs> so I collect ears. These, you know, player killers, you know, like, now I got your ear. What are you going to do? You know? Hello. Listen to me now. Hello. You must have become Mr. Uh, White now. What do you call it? In Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> I had like 54 years before I stopped playing. So. And I, but it's like, I wouldn't go in and be like going after that. You were defending yourself. Yeah. You knew that when you saw a gaggle of kids coming at you going, let's get them. You knew you were in for some shit. So right. you know what? Let me just school you kids because I'm already at a level whatever you are. 33, and yeah. And you just, thunk, 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 and they're all sitting there going, I don't get it. This guy, run! You know? <laughs> and all you want to do is be left alone. And that's yeah. kind of the reason why I'm a, you know, I do most of my gaming as, as the campaign. And, yeah. like, but and here's another thing, too, that I can't stand. I mean, it is cool to have your friends like, play Diablo with a lot of people. That we would have a party. We'd have like four or five sure. guys running around going through the caverns to the 16 levels of hell. And it was really cool. When you're working together. Right. But you sort of stand alone when you go in, it sucks. It just, just literally sucks. There's just no, no other word for it. And you, you're, you're trying to do stuff on your own. And if you want, if there's other people you want to join us, hey, you know, I made some new friends. That's great. Sure. You know, do some online play and, together. The I, And that's the idea about being right. on online game is to interact with other people. Because I go to Second Life and I meet people from around the world. Mm-hmm. And I talk to them. We have, you know, conversations and all. And that's an online experience, which I don't mind doing. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden you put a gun in everyone's hands and all of a sudden they all become assholes. <laughs> or, or in a case like Diablo, you... You know, you're doing your shit, and all of a sudden, here comes somebody and steals your shit. Yeah. It's like, really, why, like, to me, that just takes the fun out of it. My thing I was going to say, too, which annoys me even more, is with the play, the reason why I'm a big advocate of the PlayStation Network, mm-hmm. or the PlayStation 3, yeah. is because a lot of their online multiplayers are free. Yeah. You just log in, you play with everybody, but for Microsoft... <laughs> Those sons of bitches try to leak out as much money as they can. Like I have Gears of War. Right. I can't go on any multiplayer because I'm not a Xbox Live Gold member, which is twenty bucks a month. Wow. Yeah. Play. I have Xbox and I don't have that either. And so it's like so the main aspect of the selling point of the game is to be sociable with other people, but now I gotta pay another company to be sociable. Right. It just it infuriates me on any level. Again, like even with games like World of Warcraft, um, the, the Star Wars game, mm-hmm. Knights of the Old Republic, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, and DC Universe for a while. Like all three of them I mentioned at one time were pay for play right. usage. Yeah. Now they're all free, which means someone there they're wising up to the fact that I'm shelling out sixty bucks, sometimes more than that, because. The World of Warcraft always has like a special collector's edition, mm-hmm. which usually runs up to two hundred dollars. Yeah. So I'm shelling out two hundred bucks for a couple extra little things, and then paying you twenty dollars a month to play that game. Right. It, it's you know if you're gonna do that, at least make the game more affordable. Right. Start twenty bucks off the bat. Twenty bucks off the bat, fine. Then I can play. You know, and if it's twenty months afterwards to play the game, I might be a little bit more inclined. But if you're gonna try to suck out two hundred bucks out of me, right. and then I gotta pay you an extra twenty bucks a month to play it, mm-hmm. fuck you. Yeah, I don't. I don't even buy into those. Right. I mean, I I I did download the uh, uh, DC Universe online. So did I. But, but it was when it's it, free. It was free, 
and that's the reason why World of Warcraft now is, is free to play. But I mean, but at least with and the the Star Wars, I figured let me try uh, an MMO game. Mm -hmm. I'm a big Star Wars fan, so mm -hmm. let's try that one. It's by um, Bioware, which do the Mass Effect games and the Dragon, you know, the the other one. Diablos. No, not Diablos. Dragon Age. Okay. And I love their games. Yeah. And I love their campaigns, so I'm like, you know what? Let me give it a shot. So I buy the game, sixty bucks. It was fifteen dollars a month to play. I think I, I think I lasted like two months, and I got bored with it. Mm. Flat out bored with it. But now it's free. And I'm like, you sons of bitches. Like, <laughs> but it was funny when I bought it. Somebody did when I, when I bought it at the store. We had a whole talk about basically what we're talking about now. Mm. And the guy said back then, you'll see that phased out. You'll see it sooner or later, more and more go for free to play. Like Guild Guild Wars uh, one and two, you buy the game and it's free, okay. completely 100% free. They have expansion packs that you can buy, but that's normal. It's it's other additions to that game. Right. So you're not buying the play of the game. You're buying the, the expansion pack to expand right. your character. Yeah. I mean, that, that would my purchasing it. Like, if I had to buy that just to expand the game, but it's still a free online right. version, that's fine. Yeah, I got no problem with that. But, I mean, it just seems to be like... I'm glad to see they're kind of getting away from that because, again, I think more people are just wising up to the fact that I don't want to pay to play a game I already paid for. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's, let's go back to um, the whole John Stewart thing. Sorry, Geek Counter Geek. Geek Counter Geek is not really Geek Counter Geek because I think you and I might be in agreement in most of the stuff. Yes. Um, as I was saying before... I'm not taking the, the side of racism. Like I said, I think we're going to agree on most of the points. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, it's it's you're going to kill off John Stewart. I think the only reason why they were thinking about that is because, again, it goes back to the Justice League movie. I think that, because I read an article, and again, I only pulled it out. I didn't pull it for the show because I thought it was kind of, eh, mm. as an article. But Ryan Reynolds is not sure if he wants to do a sequel. Okay. Because he, he's not really sure if the public wants him as Hal Jordan anymore. Right. Because the movie was a like a bomb, I guess. I, I thought it was okay. I just think it lacked a villain. That was the problem uh, um, with it. Same here. Yeah. But I, I, again, and it's funny, like, after reading the article, it was on Facebook, so of course you have all the people putting in their opinions. And I I'm, I like reading to see who the intelligent people are and who the morons are. Yeah. You're like, oh, Ryan Reynolds sucks. He fucking sucks. But then there's other people going... You can't blame him for how bad the movie was. He's just an actor. He's a paid guy to do what's asked of him by the script and by the director. Mm -hmm. So you can't really lay a lot of the blame on him. I like him as an actor. I mean, if people are like, oh, well, screw Hal Jordan. We want him as Deadpool. So you, but then you either like the actor or you don't like the actor. Mm -hmm. Like I, for a long time, wasn't a fan of Leonardo DiCaprio. I just found him just not on a please. I just, there was something about him I just didn't like as an actor. Okay. As of, have I seen him in movies? I mean, I thought Inception was good. I saw Django Unchained. I thought he was phenomenal. I'm surprised he didn't get, like, some sort of an Oscar nod. Because hmm. that's how good he was. Okay. But, you know, and apparently I heard through the winds, too, there's a scene in Django Unchained where he slams his hand down and he cuts his hand. That was a real cut, and he played it off. Like, it wasn't a scripted thing. Oh, okay. Like, when you see it, you know, because everything comes out in video, like, next month or next week or something. Uh, I can see it for next week, but... Okay, well, it's coming out soon. Yes. But when you see it, because it's a really good movie, mm -hmm. he cuts his hand, and he uses that almost like a prop, that cut. And it looked like, walking in, I'm going, if that's special effects, that's phenomenal. If that's a real cut, that's that's genius. Yeah. You know, he didn't he, he didn't stop what he was doing, because he's in the middle of yelling at somebody. And it just he just let it go, and I was like, wow, that's that's beautiful. 
Like I'm kind of hoping that's a true story. Mm. I guess I'm hoping that one you know, that comes out on DVD, they'll have like special features and that'll be a subject that's talked about. about right, yeah. You know, maybe I'll listen to the audio commentary that section because Quentin loves talking about his movies. Yeah. But uh, but to go back to the you know, so a lot of people want to see John Stewart in the Justice League movie. I, I know I do. I mean, I, okay, I've never been a Hal Jordan fan. Maybe that's part of it. Right. I also kind of like John Stewart more. Right. You know, well, I think that's the the big problem though, also with the fact that the movie is is that they're going to probably pull the characters that everybody knows. I mean, Grant, people do know John Stewart. So I'm not saying there's not a. Well, I mean, well obviously, I mean, there's obviously he's big enough to be able to stop DC from killing him. Right. So I mean, there's there's a, there's a great fan base out there for John Stewart, Green Lantern, but as an average moviegoer that doesn't really follow comic books, the one person that they always put in front of your face is Green Lantern, is Hal Jordan. I, you know, <clears throat> true, but I think that it can be done in a smart enough way. Right. That you can switch it off like you don't need to kill off hal jordan i think what they should do is do another green lantern movie and switch the give the mantle to john stewart sure i mean I, you know what here's so that way people get familiar with them before the justice league movie comes out sure but i also think too that depending on who they get as an actor will negate any of that backstory who do you think who do you think would be the best idris alba really Hell yeah! That guy is super phenomenal. He's a badass. Who do you think I was gonna say? Like Will Smith? No. Denzel Washington? Denzel. No, Denzel can't pull. Denzel can't pull superhero. Sorry. Really? No way. I I know. I mean, I like Denzel Washington. <laughs> I think Denzel could pull off anything. No. So. Like he was good in Training Day. He yeah. won an Oscar. I saw him in Flight. And he was great in that too. Depressing as hell movie though, but yeah. and he's not a likable character, which again, great actor. He can't do superhero. Okay. I'm sorry, he doesn't have action hero in him. And that's the kind of thing you need a guy who can play action hero, and plus you need a younger guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Idris Elba's, you know, young, but I think he's younger than Denzel, and he's already introduced into the sci-fi realm. He was in Prometheus. He was the captain of the ship in Prometheus, mm-hmm. and he was I forget the character's name from Thor, the Guardian of the Gate. Yeah. So he's got his he's got his sci-fi cred. Okay. And he's also got, you know, awards from being from The Wire and from Luther, which was a great TV show. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that, go pick it up. Uh, Will Smith? Eh, no. No, I mean, he's no. done his superhero bits. I think he's kind of, you know, I think he's on a different level now as far as acting, what the project he wants to do, because he's got that After Earth project, mm-hmm. him and his son. I think now he's trying to do more stuff with his kids. Right. You know, so, but there's no real, I mean, you could go, there's this one kid, uh, I forget his name, but he's on Community. You have uh, the black kid and the Indian kid. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, they're always bouncing off each other. Yeah. I suck at names, sorry, yeah. folks. They were saying, like, he'd be good as um, the Elias Morales Spider-Man from Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. I, I kind of see that. The problem is, I don't like that character, because this might be kind of a push in an area. I think that they just changed Spider-Man from a white guy to a black guy just to make him a black guy. Mm-hmm. Like, people, there's, a, there's this thing in, in comic books where they always say there's not enough diversity. Like, they now have a Green Lantern in the Justice League of America who's a Muslim. Okay. So, they're making a big thing out of that. You know, they talk about diversity, diversity, diversity. And I think they just made that character just to add diversity. Like, you know, not just, not because it's relevant to anything. I think they just did it to sell issues. Yeah. I mean, the problem is that, like, a lot of people bitch and complain there's not a lot of black superheroes or positive black role models in the realm of science fiction and comics. 
to kind of pull out a chasing game as I'm saying it. I realize yeah. that. But the problem is, you write what you know. As, right. a, as, a, as a white guy, if I'm going to write a superhero, I'm going to associate those superhero being white. Right. I mean, maybe if you had more ethnic background writers. Well, I'm saying it's also what's ingrained into what you read, kind of thing. Well, I, I mean, I, I, agree. I mean, I read a lot of X Men versus anything else, and I mean that's a really diverse group. But the thing is, is that again, it's not multicolor. Right. See, it's multi-country. Right. You know, that type of thing. You have people from Germany, from Russia. But they're for the most part all white. The only uh, Storm. Yeah. Bishop. Uh huh. You can go Nightcrawler, but he's blue. Same with Beast. Yeah. So they're not really an ethnic group, either one of them. Right. Nationality-wise, sure, but I mean, as far as ethnic group, Storm, Bishop, uh, who else? It's all the ones I can think of off the top of my head right now. I mean, they have I mean, Asian, I mean, the Asian <laughs> characters, yeah, but I mean, they were yeah. saying just in general, I mean, you think of the realm of... But that's the thing, I mean, they were characters that were created... By white guys. By white guys, but the thing is, is that they create their own colors, like... I'm not happy with a black Spider-Man, not because he's black, just because they changed him, who he was. It's Peter Parker to me, always. Right. Peter Parker was always going to be Spider-Man, yeah. and I think that that, to me, was just a, a stunt they pulled, because if you look at the character in the comic books, he looks like Obama a little bit. Okay. And I think they made the change after they had that big hit with the Obama, Marvel had that um, um, Obama issue. Issue, right. I think after that, everyone's like, ooh, ooh, so they, I think they purposely changed, they purposely killed off Peter Parker and Ultimate Spider-Man. To make way for this Obama-looking kid to be Spider-Man, right? But to me, that annoys me not because not because he's black, because they killed off Spider-Man. Yeah, they killed off Peter that's, Parker. Yeah, that's the problem I have. If you were smart, you create a new character. You create a new character. character, right? You know, that's the problem I have with that whole stunt. You know, with to me, like you got to look at. I'm um, going to use well DC and Marvel. If you think about the history of comic books, Superman was back in the 40s. Mm -hmm. You know, same with Captain America. Like, and at that time, racial diversity as far as jobs were were non-existent. Yes. Superman's created by two Jewish guys. Right. Two Jewish white guys. You know, Batman, white guy. Right. You know. So Captain America went to, it wasn't until I think the 70s when you started seeing black superheroes mm -hmm. with Luke Cage, you know, Power Man, mm -hmm. um, the Falcon, yeah, who winds up being Captain America's, you know, sidekick. Right. As far as DC goes, I don't know, I mean, I wasn't into DC in the 70s, but there wasn't a lot of um, black characters. Okay, but see, the thing for me is, is that if you look at the history of comic books, the majority of the people who wrote them were white guys. Right. Because at the time, there wasn't enough, there wasn't job opportunities for African-American people to be hired on as a writer or an artist. I think now, sure, there's tons of market, but I think you gotta, I don't think they're promoting, you know, any kind of racial diversity as far as writers go. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how many African-American comic book writers there are. Okay. And, you know, I mean, I remember my surprise back when, I mean, I know what Todd McFarlane looks like. Mm -hmm. I used to read Spawn. Mm -hmm. And the moment he took off that mask and it was a black guy, I was like, holy crap, I didn't even expect that. Because in my head, you know, I'm a white guy. So right. I'm thinking, okay, guy in a mask I haven't seen, he's a white guy, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. And then bam, I was like, oh, that's badass. You know, it didn't it didn't change me from reading the comic because I already liked it. Yeah. But I, I think the problem, though, is that I, I, there's not a lot of black, you know, comic book heroes. And if you're going to do a Justice League movie, if you think about it, if, if you're going to go with the original lineup... There's no black character. I mean, they, they talked about Cyborg yeah. being in it, but he's kind of a newer guy. Right. So I think throwing Jon Stewart as uh, as the Green Lantern, I think it adds another, another right. element. I mean, I, I mean, I would enjoy it because it's just Green I, Lantern. It doesn't matter who Green Lantern is. Right. Well, I like John, I'm, I'm more of a Jon Stewart guy, guys, because I've seen and my experiences with him have been more positive 
than they had been with Hal. Right. So, I mean, I think that, you know, like, I, I, it annoys me sometimes with reading comics is when they make a big deal about making a character gay or making, you know, or, or changing a race of a character. Mm -hmm. It always seems to be on a peripheral character. It's never a main character. Right, right. Like, I mean, people can go, oh, well, they just turned the Green Lantern gay, you know, not too long ago. But it's the it's the original Green Lantern before Hal Jordan. Yeah. And it's on the Earth 2 comic. So it's not even in what could be considered our realm of reality. Yeah. So DC's like, well, we have a gay character. Yeah, you do, but he's not a predominantly gay character in, in one of your major lineups. Like, we have Bruce Wayne. Big Bruce Wayne guy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, that'll go against the whole millionaire playboy thing. All right, mm -hmm. sure. It could. It, it could, could not. It, you know. Or Wonder Woman. Again, we talked about that, her relationship with Superman. I can't see why she wasn't a lesbian from the start because right. she's been on island all women. Right. You know? They don't trust men. Right. Yeah. So it, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to hook her up with guys. Mm -hmm. But I don't think anybody would, would really like the idea of Wonder Woman being a lesbian. Right. You know, because she is supposed to be the epitome of, of, of female personified. Right. You know? Beautiful men, women, lover of all around, but you know, she found that your sexual preferences tend to lean more towards the Sappho. <laughs> <laughs> then I think they would be worried about her dropping off. You know, people would stop buying the book. Right. Or the big thing now is that they're doing a Superman book. It's written by a guy who's anti-gay. You know, and that a lot of people are dropping off, or not, some bookstores comic book stores are not even buying that comic in response to the response to that. Okay. You know, so I mean, it, it's, which I, I, I fully support. I mean, right. like, look, yeah. you know, especially if you're going to turn the comic book, why promote this guy if he's going to promote hate? Right. You know, but as far as black characters go, you didn't see until the 70s. Right. You know, because that's when maybe more jobs were being more often, were open more. I mean, okay, but yeah, Black Panther. Right. But again, I think it was a product of the 70s. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was. I, I mean, I like to see, you know, why not do, completely out there, a African-American line of comic books. I mean, and I'm not saying to be segregated. I mean, just not, not to say, okay, well, there's black comics or white comics, but more like, why not somebody recreate the Marvel or DC universe and just change their major characters to African-American? Right. Like, what would a billionaire Bruce Wayne who's black, what would his life be like? Right. Would it be the same? Or make Superman black? You know, just from where he's from, everyone's black. Yeah. You know, how would, like, would you have different storylines? Oh, yeah, definitely. I yeah. think, you know, especially, like, if, if you did a Batman who's black, you know, he, he would have to still go through the struggles between white and black rights, you know, kind of segregation through the 60s. Sure. You know, because they could also do, a, like, a period piece, go back in, yeah. in time for those times. And I mean, they like doing those alternate reality stuff. Right. So sure so, I mean, it, and that would be a good, you know, comic to, to read because not only is he trying to fight evil and, and, and criminals, but right. now he's also fighting the, you know, the right to be, like, accepted. Right, as a superhero, as a black superhero. I, I think that there's some, there's like some surprise somebody hasn't, you know. I mean, again, racism is a double-edged sword. Yeah. Uh, and, and at least in my world, I've always noticed that if someone, people would bitch about it being a black character. Like I'm bitching, and I bitched about Pete, them killing off Peter Parker and making a black Spider-Man, not because he's black, because he killed Peter Parker. Right. You know, why not just have a a black guy with Spider-Man powers? Right. You know, go through the same troubles, the same tribulations as, as Peter Parker did, just in a different way because he's from a low, you know, he's from, like, let's say, Harlem, yeah. for instance, instead of Queens, you know. Right. Yeah, so I, I just feel like, but... I mean, I also think there should also be different levels, too, because, I mean, that's the first thing we always go to 
in terms of black characters is that they're in a poor neighborhood. I agree. And they have their, the struggles of being in a gang or drugs, that kind of thing. And I mean, which is a, which is a hard struggle to be an interesting story to read in a way, especially trying to become a ser- superhero and become, become go, go beyond their upbringing. Right. But also make, you know, make a millionaire, playboy. You right. Know, not even a Tony playboy, Stark could have been a black guy. Right. I mean, you know, it seems to be like a lot of the black characters that they have in comic books, like John Stewart, going back to John Stewart, mm-hmm. military guy, but I think, you know, I don't know what his, his growing up upbringings were. Like, what right. made him go join the military? Right. Was it his only option? Right. You know, but whatever happened to the normal, everyday African-American guy, like, you and I, mm-hmm. middle class, middle class, upper middle class, lower middle class, just middle class, mm-hmm. uh, just getting superpowers. Right. You know, I, I just think that there's people make such a big deal of. Like, I don't want to kill off John Stewart. I think he's a great character. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they changed their mind, but I, I just feel like they were just doing it just to kind of boost sales. Right. And I think people are starting to get wise to that and go, "Whoa, you're just killing him off just to kill him off." Right. Like, you know, <clears throat> do something different. Right. Because uh, why? Well, we can just kill him off. Because why? Because we can bring them back whenever we want to. Right. And it's like, well, no. How about having like some sort of death be some sort of finality in comic books? Yeah. Like when they killed off Hal Jordan. They killed off Hal Jordan at one point. He was gone for a while. Right. <laughs> you know, they did that with you know Superman. Of course, they killed off Superman, but they brought him back like next issue. Right. Like or they brought four back. You know, right. for a little bit. It was just kind of like, uh, please. Or Bruce Wayne, most recently. Now they killed off Damien. But you know... He's going to be back. He's going to be back, because Talia al Ghul is, has got access to a Lazarus pit. Right. It may not be next month, it may not be for a year, but he'll be back. Right. You know, I, I just wish that they'd be smarter about doing their superheroes, like Black Panther. They had Black Panther and um, Storm be married for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was the first, iter- you know, first African-American couple in comic books. Right. I think. I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody out there who goes, no, they're so-and-so, but I'm, I saw it in mainstream comics. Right. You know. Or even even, even push the envelope a little further and make an interracial couple. There you go. Well, I think, I think, well, okay, for now, that's the problem. I think Luke, Luke Cage has got a wife, but I think she's Spanish. Okay. It's like you're willing to go interracial when it comes to black, me- black or Mexican or black and Latino, mm-hmm. but you're never willing to push the envelope to go black or white. Right. You know that always annoys me too. I mean, would that make me buy the comic more? No, but I'll be honest. It won't, wouldn't make you drop off though reading no, it. No, it would. They're they're interracial couple. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read it. I mean, you're going to go. How's this going to play out? Right. You know. You know how can like okay for example like Peter Parker? What if he had a black girlfriend? Mm-hmm. What if Mary Jane was black? Mm-hmm. Or when? You know, especially back then. The, 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 you, you know, I understand that and I do appreciate that. But it's a thing to me is it's like I'm so ingrained in these characters for so many years. Right. It's hard for me to change over. Like, I still have a problem them changing over um, Nick Fury from a white guy. Because I used to read him as a white character. Right. And then they changed him black in the, ultimate, in the Ultimates. Right. And now he, that's how he is. And I've actually... As time goes on, especially Samuel L. Jackson playing the character right. in the movies, I've actually started to accept that. You know, like you know what, he is a badass character, and you know mm. he still has that uh, that edginess to him. Sure. But I mean, I liked because because the white uh, white character of him was more gruff. He was more of a soldier. He was more of those you know military strong types. Right. This character was different. See now, you there's a fine line between military and militant. So I think if you made uh, Nick Fury that way, people would say, "Oh, he's he's uh, the militant black guy." Yeah. You know, and I think that. I mean, that... I, I understand why they changed his sure. a- approach, but I mean, I enjoyed the old Nick right. Fury 
as that kind of person. Now, granted, I don't, yeah, I don't think they could pull off the same character as a black person. Right. You know, kind of thing. So that's, that's, I'm glad they changed him into who he is today. Right. But the thing is, is that, to me, it was just like, Nick Fury was always the guy with the great temples, with the one eye patch. Right. You know, like, you know, he you know, did, didn't take authority too well, and, you know, and he I, I, did the right thing, and, you know. Yeah, so. I mean, I think that that's part of the culture that we live in, though, because, like, I'll be honest, growing up, I lived in a predominantly white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in grade school, there was two black kids, mm-hmm. you know, and they were sisters, you know, I mean, but, I mean, we're talking, like, mid to late 70s. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the mid, you know, the, the mid 80s where I started getting more ingrained into, because I was going to different schools, where I had more of an, a cultural environment thrust upon me. Right. But as far as comic books, I mean, I'm still reading Peter Parker, Daredevil. I mean, again, all the predominant heroes that we know of today have always been white guys right. or white women. Yeah. You know, I mean, very few, I mean, the, the exception of Storm, and again, I think she was in the 70s or maybe mid 80s. 70s, yeah. 70s. So yeah. it was like when black, I think when black plantation films mm-hmm. got real big, like Shaft and Foxy Brown, mm-hmm. I think that's when they went, oh, well, we can start making black characters now. Right. But it's still, to me, a white guy making a black character. Yeah. You know, yeah. to me, I always felt like it, it's, you write what you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, if I was to write a story or make a movie in my head, I'd be seeing a white guy because I'm putting myself in the position of the hero. Right. Where I think that maybe if you try to open up the, the doors to try new things with other multiracial characters, mm-hmm. like, I mean, yeah, they got a now Muslim Green Lantern, but again, I still think that that's more of a ploy to sell comics rather than, you know, having a guy who's actually a Muslim write the character. Yeah. You know, so you're still taking a white guy approach to a Muslim. Right. Or a white guy approach to a black superhero. So what you're more saying is the fact that they should open the doors more for black artists and black writers to come in and and create their characters and, and become mainstream. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think that if you got like a, a, a if you can start giving a black guy a chance to maybe create his own character or give him, you know, a, give him a character like a second tier character to play with, mm-hmm. to get him up degraded to maybe spin off a character, you know, or or create like that African American line of comics, you know. And again, I'm using it as in a broad term. Right. Like, I mean, I would love to read a black Batman or a black Superman. Right. You know, a black Peter Parker. Right. Again, I mean, I've read a couple of the issues with the, the new kid, but he, he's just not doing anything because, again, I grew up on Peter Parker. Right. You know, it's just it's just weird that I the county people, for this article, how many people stood up and went, hey, no, don't kill him off because he's a great character. Right. And we all, we all know you're just doing it just to promote sales. Right. So why don't you stop the bullshit? And get back to maybe creating a good storyline. Maybe you'd, your sales would go up for that and not for stunts. Right. Because that seems to be like now, since I'm back in the comics a little bit, it always seems to be one stunt after another. It's mm-hmm. always a major event leading up to another major event. You know, right. like now with Marvel, they have the um, Ultron thing going on. Okay. You know, but I think that they're doing the Ultron thing because they're probably going to try introducing him in an Avengers movie with with Vision. Mm-hmm. You know, who created Ultron. So right. it kind of leads into this whole, like, well, we're going to start creating characters that we want to see in movies, because now they're starting to bring back Thanos. If, if I know you haven't noticed it, but I've noticed some comic books now that are leaning more towards, like, Thanos being back in the comics because of the popularity of who is this guy at the end of Avengers. Right. It's like, <sighs> come on, guys, be smarter. Right. Yeah. All right, well, 
whole thing also too the fact of is is that a lot of a lot of people are afraid to create new characters because they're afraid that they're going to fail because of the old standards of, of Batman, Superman, X Men, even both universes. I'm not sure. saying DC, but you know they 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 just are afraid to create new characters. But I mean. You can always create new characters in those settings as long as somebody who understands them better right. would write them and then and, and draw them and, and have that appeal to it, where it's not white man right. writing I, a black comic. I, I, I kind of want to, if I had to point a finger, I'd point a finger at the educational society because no one really pushes comic book writing as a medium as far as creative creativeness goes. Right. It's always the same guys. Now, granted, those guys are good. You know, Jeff Loeb, Grant Morrison, Alan Moore, you know, Jeff Johns. So those guys are, the Scott Snyder, those guys mm-hmm. are, are good at what they do. But how they got into comic books was because of their love for comics. So right. I think it's kind of like if, if you, if I knew going into, if I knew, a, if I had a, any kind of a ability to write a story, mm-hmm. if I knew that I can get the comic books, I might have tried it. Right. You know, because, I mean, again, if I was great, but I think that that now goes back to pigeonholing people in this, you know, into certain slots. Right. You know, and again, we're not trying to advocate, um, we're not going to be all of a sudden like a, next on very special geeksters, <laughs> diversity, you know, <clears throat> I just, it just annoys me sometimes where people make a big deal out of killing off a character. But in this case, I think they're kind of right because he he's a predominantly black character. Yeah. One of the few positive black characters. I don't think Batwing is selling. You know, Mr. Terrific, I think they canceled. The Static Shock, he mentioned that he, he got canceled too. I mean, they brought a new guy in Vibe for the Justice League of America, but they're trying to spin, they're trying to do like it's funny. They're kind of, they're, you know, when we talk about the Justice League movie mm-hmm. and how they want to create that movie and then spin off every character into their own series of movies, they're kind of doing that with the Justice League of America with some of new characters like Vibe, mm. Katana, even though Katana's been around, but she's now part of this. Now all of a sudden she's got her own comic. Right. This Vibe guy, brand new guy, got his own comic. No, I believe Marvel did that in the 80s with the Avengers. Oh, yeah? Yeah, bringing characters in to the Avengers and see how they did, and if they were likable enough, they ended up getting their own Okay, titles. like Miss Marvel. Right. All right. I think uh, I think uh, Power Man was one of them at the time. Um, uh, Nova. Okay. Um, trying to think of the other characters back then. But yeah, but the, still, you brought up some really good points. You know, yeah. like they they did it, but again, Marvel getting on the bandwagon first. Right, but right. again, Marvel was also the first one to introduce a gay character. Mm-hmm. You know, from Alpha Flight, and then they married him off not too long ago. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, DC's got it. Their gay character. Right. But in a completely different universe. Now, granted, Marvel took a second-tier character, made him gay, and then got him married, but all in the realm of the first world. Yeah. DC, I think, cheats and goes, well, we got a gay character, too, but he's just not part of our timeline. <laughs> he's part of a completely different timeline. Right. It's like, come on, guys. Like, get with it. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, I guess that's our, our multicultural, let's all get along episode of Keeksters. I gotta be honest, I got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> Too nice. Let's go back to hating people. Okay. <laughs> Next week we'll go back to hating people. Yes. Let the hate flow through me. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of anything I bitch about. I got nothing. <laughs> nothing that makes me gonna go grr, grr. Grr. Well, we have a whole week to come up with a grr moment. <laughs> if you think of something and you want me to get pissed off about, just send it to our Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, of course, that's what geeksters are. Facebook geekers. <laughs> <laughs>
Ah, oh, see, all this positive energy just throws me off my game. <laughs> oh, let's all be nice to each other. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, can we all just get? <laughs> oh. Give me a second, folks. <laughs> all right. If you want to contact us, you can do Sean at wordswithgeeks.com or Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Like us on our Facebook page, Geeksters. You know the drill. But if it's your first time, please give us a call. Give us a call. Us yeah. A call. Yeah. Go call us up on our Facebook page. Go, yo, what's up? <laughs> what, what? <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Yes. And if you have anything you want to add or subtract or what pisses you off, you know, let us know. And that's it. Again, you know, listen to wait for a song from in between. Yes. And have a good week. Good night.